relax, grab a cup of tea and a biscuit, and prepare yourself for the latest episode of the Game Punches podcast. Punches podcast episode 192. Game Punches is the most shenaniganizing and splendiferous unprofessional radio show about all those evil MTV video games on the internet. My name is Steve. And my name is John. And we don't have Fraser because Fraser, quote, can't do it this week, lads. The end. That's <laughs> I think you've the quote, sorry, lads, unquote. Oh, yeah, quote, sorry, lads, quote, the end. Couldn't do it this week, and that's fine because the show goes on. Because we're going to do one every week regardless. It's <laughs> the new rule. It's happening. Right. It is happening. Okay, so um, we already talked about what we did this week, didn't we? <laughs> we, didn't really, we should have recorded. But the answer is we didn't do much apart from build furniture in our homes, mm-hmm. right? Um, and paint. And, and paint. And, and really, see, the thing is, and it's probably not, I mean, if you had to pick a time in the you know the the ups and downs of of the video game market if you had to pick a time when not to restart your podcast it would be right now right because excuse me jesus (laughs) it would be sorry it would be not the time when there is absolutely nothing coming out of any consequence or interest Right. I mean, everything starts coming back out in March, right? I think March is when things start picking back no, up. No, every, everything's getting delayed. When things, <laughs> Everything's getting delayed. Yeah, things at least. Um, of course, cyber, cyber punk, cyberpunk, cyberpunk got punk? thrown out to September. That's something yep. for the news. The Avengers I mean, game really... got delayed and know, uh, the Iron Man VR up. game got delayed as well. Iron Man VR, okay. That might be eight, okay. It's supposed to be like an eight-hour game, too. I've been fighting some VR nausea lately, dude. Oof, tell you what, it has not been great for me. I've been getting sick very quickly in VR, even with all the trappings and the fancy business. <laughs> anyway, so really there's not much that new to play. It's, you know, and we're still kind of ramping up. And so I figured maybe we should talk about some games that we have been playing in the past gap um, that we liked. Right. Sure. Um, and I have one in particular that I really want to talk about um, because it became my entire life. It's one of those games that kind of reaches out and speaks to you, and it's like a very odd kind of thing. Um, but I wanted to check with you first. Is there anything that kind of meets that description for you that you played like over the last year? Like basically during our hiatus, was there anything that kind of popped out and you just went fucking Jimmy Keen on it? This is amazing. You know, anything that kind of screamed at you like that? Hmm. 
<clears throat> so you did mention you do want to do like a an episode that we talk about our favorites. Yeah, we're, we're going to do a game of the year, I think. For <clears throat> it's a little bit late, but it's I think a 2019 GOT wise is in order. Well, here, here's the, here's the thing, right? When you when you do it right at the end of the year, the beginning of the year, everyone else is doing it. So we're going to give it to you yeah. when you're not saturated with it. X going to give it to you. John's going to give it to you. you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Steve going to give it to you. <laughs> exactly. Fumu will give it to you. <laughs> right, he will. And Fish may not give it to you. Maybe on Twitter. Maybe. I need to reach out to that guy. At the Jesus Fish. At the Jesus Fish <laughs> on Twitter. I need to reach out. Why does Skype have a dollar value next to my name? <clears throat> next to your name? Yeah, on the top left of Skype. And it's got my face, my profile, my name, and then dollar sign 0.00. Like, oh, because there are certain types of Skype calls that cost, that cost money. Currency. Well, okay. And there's no, there there's no in-game to earn this currency. <laughs> <laughs> this, no the game, Skype the, earning? The game is, please enter your billing information. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. I did not know that. All right. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. Something that spoke to me. So... Yes. This this will probably be one, and it's funny because, we, you know, we never talked about this game on the show because uh, we didn't do a game uh, a show last year, <laughs> but uh, it's one that we did talk about in our Slack channel a little bit. Okay. Um, and this one, it'll, I'll, I'll say I'll go more in depth on uh, when we talk about our our game of the year for. 2018 because this one is on my list from 2018 uh, nope 2017 16 19 what <laughs> <laughs> so your 20 it is your 2019 it's 2019 yeah, yeah no i uh got cut off guard by remembering the last year we did we did a show <laughs> which was 2018 for <laughs> sure 2018. uh no but uh day's gone oh okay oh yeah the playstation thing yes Yes. Yep. Zombies, motorcycles. Yeah, you actually played a lot of that. I played a bit of that. Played all of it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you want to talk about I, it now? Do you want to save it? Uh, for the GOTY. I'll save some of it, right? But uh, I platinumed it. Yeah. Got all okay, the trophies. That's, um, that's full on. All it, right. It, what I'll say without kind of going too crazy, because I do want to save some of that content for. Uh, game of the year, but um, can you hear me crunching my ice in my drink? Just, yeah, this <laughs> is super loud. Ice it's, crunchers, yeah, ice crunchers. <laughs> um, I I am in the camp that thinks that uh, reviews didn't give it enough time, and I think if if some of these reviewers who f- played the game further or or gave more time, not that not that um. Not that like there's anything that's like uh like I, I can't say when people are like oh man just get through season one and season two is amazing I'm like no yeah. I'm not gonna waste my time right right it's not not like one of those things I just think that they didn't give it enough time to really see where the story went it is a long game it is not short it's not like a, a twelve hour romp like this game was I think I put in like a good thirty plus hours. this it felt like an Assassin's Creed Origins <laughs> like this is a long game and, the, and right but the difference was with Origins I was like. Where the hell's the end of this game? In this game, I was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, I loved Origins. <clears throat> Origins was good. The only thing I didn't like about it was um, they made you do side missions. So because you 
yeah. like if if I just want to do main missions, let me fucking do main missions. Don't be like, oh, you're too low. Go do these uh, ah, half-assed side missions. Yeah, they did side missions. kind of pump up those mission requirements. Yeah, either. and they were all there's like four different types of side missions just recycled, and they're 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 boring as hell. Um, did not play Odyssey, but I heard that they changed it for that. So I played some of it. Origins was still my my favorite of those. Nice. But uh, yeah, Days, Days Gone really, really sunk its teeth in. Um, it was really. It, I've had a few of these games over the last year that once you start playing it, that's all you want to play until you're done. Right. Right. And I, and I feel like that's kind of rare nowadays. Yeah. Right. Like you play that and then something else comes out and you're like, that's shiny. I'm going to go look at that. How did you uh, get around the, uh, oh, it's not quite as good as Last of Us kind of thing? Because that was some serious baggage. I mean, it wasn't deserved. It was just, you know, people making the, the visual associations go, ah, you know. No, but, I, I, mean, I, def- I deflect it because here's the deal. It's fu- no one's Naughty Dog. Like, let, let, that's fine. Yeah, no one's Naughty Dog. No, like, no, no. You can't, Not even you, Naughty Dog is Naughty Dog, really. You can't take the, one of the highest polished, celebrated studios and be like, well, I'm just going to compare them to everybody. That's not going to happen. I just like saying Witcher's not Game of Thrones, right? It's just kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think that was a fair assumption, right? Hmm. Uh, no, of course it's not. Because Naughty Dog, had no, like they got their shit together. They've had some blockbusters. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, that's also something that Naughty Dog has to make sure that they, uh, up, you know, obtain. That's probably why that uh, Last of Us was delayed, right? Because they're like, yeah. all right, we're not, we're not at the standards that uh, we want, let alone yeah. our fans want. Um, but I lost interest in it, and I can't <clears throat> remember why. It was good was better than i expected yeah given the reviews and, you, I, and you get, then you get to a point where you get into this groove and like the story like the story has so many like twists and, and turns and like arcs and like things that you like just when you think like oh this is it like the world gets huge right, right. and then like there's a whole nother arc happens like i just i just feel like there was just so much great story um that just really you know changed things up a bit like it's not like you're just in some sort of like fall oregon you know right. time frame like I, I think i must have stopped like when it was still in that first part because it yeah. didn't seem like the world was all that big it, it like definitely it that opens one up big mountain kind of thing and you had to drive around it a lot mm-hmm. um, well it, the map opens up more south right. eventually too right and then that's where like things get t- put on their head and like the, there's new enemies at that point too like everything just sort of evolves um and then at that point too like you know you you've you have your different camps that you know you get your reputation with, and then you can get new guns and things. So it really like it really mm-hmm. opens up, and then you find just a way that works for you um, throughout the game. I loved it though; I cool. loved it. All right. <laughs> yeah, we definitely discuss that more later um, when we do the GOTY. Um, but what about you? Uh, what's what's what reached so, out and spoke to you? Yeah. So this is. So I, I don't know if you remember there was an episode. Um, that we did. Actually, I don't think you were on that one. It was I'd just gotten back from Disney World, and Disney Merle. Disney Merle. Actually, that was the episode titled <laughs> Disney Merle. Um, so we just got back from Disney World, and we did a show, <clears throat> and I was trying to convey to Fraser that my Disney World was the like logistical miracle of like this whole kind of machine behind the scenes. With the magic bands and like how, you know, basically you could just feel this like 
logistics series of conveyor belts underneath the ground just kind of moving the teddy bear you bought from here over to your hotel room and all this stuff and like that the the marveling of like oh this is just a fucking logistic marvel right. like that was that's the kind of thing that that i get off on right and finally someone made a game that does that right that just kind of taps right into that juice uh it's called factorio it's been on, on steam for a while currently enjoying um uh how do you say uh overwhelmingly positive reviews and that's over fifty three and a half thousand reviews on steam overwhelmingly positive it is very very good so what you know not everybody talks about factorio what is factorio so factorio is a uh, it's a strategy management game uh, with a heavy focus on automation. Um, visually, it looks an awful lot like uh, Command and Conquer and SimCity-ish. Uh, so it's got that top-down look. Everything's sprite-based um, because you know, like in this day and age, if you throw sprites up there, then or if you know if someone's going to throw sprites up there, you can expect that that's because they're going to put a lot of a thing on screen. Like that's basically how it works. Um, so the idea is, and I, I just fell in love with this. I fell in love with the idea when I, I caught a random video on YouTube about it. And I was like, oh shit, this is insane. Um, and so the idea is that you're a, you're a dude and you crash in this place. <clears throat> and um, it has resources. It's got water. It's got coal. It's got copper. It's got iron. It's got, you know, uh, oil and all the other stuff. Uh, and you have to go from basically being this kind of crashed dude uh, in a spacesuit, but with a pickaxe, right? This, you start with like a shovely pickaxe thing, um, and you can, you know, chop down a tree and gather the wood, and you can kind of hit the coal with your pickaxe and, and you know, uh, farm that. Um, <clears throat> you got to go from this state to the end game state, which is to launch a missile into space so that like it's actually a satellite so that you can communicate and get off the planet that's the goal that's the conceit anyway um now how you go about that the focus of the game is all about uh automation uh so basically at first you know you got a pickaxe you knock 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 <clears throat> i have coal now but i don't have much because i just used a pickaxe and i have a handful of coal and that doesn't really like you can't fire a furnace with a handful of coal right but you can power a coal fire mining, like miner device, like a drill. So, you know, you build one of those, stick it on top of the coal, and that'll start mining for you, right? And it'll actually, it runs off coal, so it kind of fuels itself. And then it spits coal out of a hole on the side that just falls on the floor, and then you gather that coal up. But then... At some point, you're going to need to feed that coal into other things. You, you know, you're going to need steel, you're going to, or iron, rather. You're going to need uh, copper, because at some point, you're going to have to start making more advanced things. You've got to get from nothing to this missile, right? So uh, you're going to have to start building things like uh, assembler machines and furnaces and things to smelt. So basically, uh, what starts off as a very simple kind of, you know, click here to get this to put it in this... At first, it's like you know you're you're getting the the coal out of the mining drill thing, and you're literally picking it up and running your guy over to the smelter to th to fuel the smelter, and then you're running over to the copper, 
you know, pickaxing that, grabbing a handful of that and running back over to the smelter and feeding it in. And then the coal fires the smelter, the smelter smelts the copper and out comes, you know, copper plates, right? Hmm. And so, but then, like, <clears throat> it's got a tech tree and this tech tree is just like, it's as big as the world, this tech tree. Um, and you start, because you've got coal power, then you can start building, you can research uh, conveyor belts, right? So, oh, okay, so that's going to make it easier. If I stick a conveyor belt uh, right after this co- this coal drill, it's going to spit the coal out. you got got like a little, what they call an inserter, which is just like a little kind of claw arm, and these claw arms are just to move things from one thing to another thing. That's their entire job, right? So you basically put a claw, like a, a, an inserter that runs off a coal right next to your coal drill, so that when the coal drill extracts the coal, it spits it out of the hole, the inserter grabs that coal, moves it over, and plops it on a conveyor belt, which then takes it down to your smelting machine, which is presumably closer to the other ores that you need, right? And then at the end of that conveyor belt, you've got another inserter that grabs that coal and moves it over and plops it in the smelter. So that then you've so you've automated coal smelting at that point, right? right. The coal machine is going to keep fueling itself. It's going to keep extracting coal, throw it on the conveyor belt, transport it over to the smelter, and the arm's going to put it in the smelting machine. So then you've got to figure out how to automate getting the copper out of the ground into the smelter as well. Same process. To get mining things, stick it on there, fuel it with coal. So you get another conveyor belt that'll feed that coal as well to the other thing. A little inserter will feed that too. And then that'll output copper now what what do you do with the copper well then you gotta do another conveyor belt over here because then copper plates are good for certain ingredients but you also need copper uh, like wire for other things so you need to go and put that into an assembler so that it can manufacture these copper wires so that you can use that in conjunction with steel plates to make cogs which make bigger machinery and blah 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 blah, blah right so it's like one thing begets another thing begets another thing it's like uh, it's like Minecraft is a game in which you make shit, right? But Factorio is a game in which you make shit that makes shit. Right? <laughs> so and it's like the entire name of the game, it's 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 so many things. It's just so very well done and it's just executed pure perfectly. By the time you're you're in the you know, even halfway into the game or even like a three quarters of the way towards the end game, if you look at the overall map you've basically designed what looks like a circuit board. Like, if you look at all the lines and how everything, like, because it'll take, you know, you'll have, like, a big farm of all of these resources going into this huge set of machines, which will then transform it somehow, output that onto some other conveyor belts, which then move it onto another thing, which does something else to it. And by the, by the time you're, you're looking overhead, it looks like you're looking at a circuit board. It's actually very clever. Um, anyway, so... Um, it's like um, you also you're there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's all about growing the factory and uh, improving it and making it less wasteful and kind of maximizing the amount of units per each side of the belt and that kind of thing. And it gets a little bit. I mean, it gets very uh, very Asperger's pretty quick. <laughs> it's like. Um, <laughs> But I mean that that's that's my 
that is right on my autism, dude. Like that's it just, it just tweaks my everything that makes these kinds of things interesting. I can just stare at this, and it's graphically it's kind of interesting, but it's not great. But just the logic behind everything, and the fact that you're like, oh god, now I've got to need to make this to make this to make this, so that I can feed this into this to make this to make this. I'm like, oh well, this is going to need water, but it's going to need, you know, flat water. It's going to need steam heat as well. So I'm going to have to set pumps up with pipes and all this other stuff. And, and I'm going to need, you know, after a while, you fuck coal. Coal's not great for an energy resource because it's just slow and everything creates pollution, which create, attracts these bugs. They hate you. And you got to kind of build defenses and build guns and research weapons to kind of keep these things at bay as well. Build turrets if you want to. Um, and it's, it's like you, you end up like analyzing the environment. <clears throat> creating your own logistics puzzles really it's like you'll build logistics solutions to a thing as you see it like you know taking baby steps take a small problem deliver a small solution and you have logistics solutions to all these things that you've made yourself you're creating these logistics puzzles and then you're solving them as well all the time because they're just giving you this big sandbox and it's entirely up to you how you do it and things get interesting when there's like you start researching um, belt uh, conveyor belt splitters and uh, filters and uh, filtered inserters and you know there's there's all kinds of videos on YouTube about like oh this is how you make a, like a a super bus like with all of your resources kind of going into this mad fucking super highway and into this area and like or, or other people don't use conveyor belts so much as they use trains and you can get a whole system of like trains getting getting the resources dumped into them then come all the way from the other side of the map into the into your like you know your main factory like there's a lot of different ways to play this and there's no wrong way. It's just whatever is satisfying to you. And it's all about if you like to make things look neat and if you like to optimize inputs and outputs and stuff and if you like to make things neat and linear and straight lines and things like that, this this has got you like this has got you back. This is a ridiculously aesthetically pleasing game for people that are just huge nerds about details and i mean i i couldn't recommend it enough i mean the price points i think it's like 29 or 39 i don't know either way it's fucking a bargain um and i can't recommend it enough factorio um yeah it's like i i, I wrote down a whole bunch of different things about it but i mean basically i've just i've covered it all um Progress manually from chopping cheese to mining coal with a pickaxe to use machinery so that you can extract larger volumes of resources to fuel larger engines to manufacture all kinds of machinery so that ultimately you get a missile silo. Yeah, I mean, that's it. It's just a mass logistics simulator. Huh? When do the magic bands come into play? The magic bands. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, I forgot all about magic bands. And so you just brought them back up. The kids were all into those for a minute. Yeah. Magic bands are all the Raj. The Raj. The Raj. They were all the Raj. Not anymore, though, I don't think. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the, the goal... This is the... I found this online, and this is, this is the best kind of single liner for this game. The goal of the game is to make the game play itself. Okay. <laughs> right? Because that's the thing. The whole point is for you to automate things that you would be manually doing. 
Makes sense. So, and as long as like you're keeping a focus on getting the stuff out of the ground, transforming it into something else that's needed for something else. Uh, the generally the ultimate goal is you're always gotta try. You got these research stations, like these little kind of research globes. Build a few of those and start feeding in conveyor belts to them. And these represent like your ability to uh, research. The more of these you have, the quicker you can research things. And research takes a long time. Different elements and like the more complicated things require different kinds of science. What they call just science <laughs> to um, to research. Like the basic stuff will require just what they call green science. And green science is like the easiest thing. It's represented in the game by like a potion. Like a science, like a like a science beaker or something that's green, right? That's basically its its little kind of um, conceit, which is like this is a a science pack, which you know. So and you just feed in, you get your resources to where they're outputting these green science vials and get those onto conveyor belts and have them feed into the, your research units, these research globes, and then whenever you go to the research thing, you can see oh, it's going to cost me. I'm going to need green science, I'm going to need red science and yellow science to make these things. So like that's my next step. I need to make this so that I can make this. And so I'm going to need to fabricate a way to make green, red and yellow science and then feed them into the researcher so that the researcher will be able to research these newer technologies. And you can keep going and going and going and going. There's even mods where they've expanded it beyond what the game is so that you can, I think it's white science, which is like space so, but that's, I haven't played with that stuff yet. But there's also the side discipline that you don't need for the regular game. Um, it's like if, if you're playing pacifist, which is like the defense. And that's like, you got to uh, research like magazine clips and, you know, explosives and grenades and guns and turrets and things like that to kind of keep your defenses in check. Uh, but what I do All is I just bugs. turn off the enemies. Yeah, I just turn the enemies <laughs> off because it's just a waste of time. I mean, I'm, that's not the game I want to play. I want to play the nerdy part, right? Yeah. So I think I mean, any game I, I've played where they always have enemies like that when you're just trying to build stuff, I think that's just frustrating. I'm like, just, it, it I don't is, want this thing to do the thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's that's my I want the pure thing because the that the the juice of that game for me at least is all of the it's it's in the weeds, right? It's right. not the oh balancing the resources to stop what you're doing so you can kind of fight off these bugs. That's just a distraction from what I like in there. So you could luckily you can turn off enemies. And you can go into what's called sandbox mode, where you don't even have a man running around. This is all about just build a factory and optimize it, right? So that's kind of what I do. But it's almost like Minecraft in creative mode at that point. Infinite resources, right. and you're just building whatever you want to please you. And after a while with Minecraft, I stopped playing uh, survival, and I just went into creative just to see how good I could make something, right? And that's kind of what I do now with this. Um, so yeah, it's it's like Minecraft meets SimCity, I guess, but with a Command and Conquer kind of look. It's, it's it's wonderful. Anyway, that that stole my heart this year, and I, I keep playing it constantly. I've got it on my laptop, got it on my desktop here. It's not on consoles. I don't know why it really needs to be, because it, it's just so good. But right now, it's only available on Steam. Uh, but definitely check it out. Factorio. Nice. Factorio. Sounds like even okay. like something like a Switch. Uh be great on Switch. That would be good Switch on title. Switch. Yeah, that would be good on Switch. I mean, they've got um, City Skylines on Switch, so I don't see why they can't do this. Um, the yeah. other one, which I'm not willing to talk about yet, is Blasphemous. I'll get to that later. Not today. I'll get to that some other time. Some other time. But that's a damn good game. 
nice. blasphemous. Yeah, I'm hoping to wrap up Blood and Truth before the next show because I know I'm real close. You've been digging through it, yep. It's one I've uh, kind of same same ideas as Days Gone. It's one that I'm like, you know, what? I'm just gonna play this till I'm done with it. Why not? Kind of thing. Sometimes, like uh, you, you know, good. games talk to you, and you've got you've got that well. You can dig deep for it. Other yeah. times, like I'm just, yeah, I've got just to, I've got some big things in my back catalog. Like like I've yeah. never finished Witcher Three, and it's it's, it's I've never again. finished. But I mean, who has? I mean, really. That's <laughs> yeah, it's freaking. So. That's like I don't think that many people have finished it. Right? No, um, I have Death Stranding. Um, I got it was out a week before <laughs> Fallen Order. We should, have you have you tried that at all? Maybe we should talk about that for a minute. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I'm I'm not incredibly far. Um, it, it came out a week before Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars colon Jedi colon Fallen yes, colon, colon, colon Jedi colon the yes. coloning. Um, <laughs> and that's the only reason I stopped playing it though. Like I, I was I was enjoying it. It's definitely different, right? But obviously definitely Jedi different. Fallen Order was like. Star Wars, move well, exactly. everybody. <laughs> it's basically Jedi Zelda, which is great. Um, but it's different, right? I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, it's different. You know, there, there, it's it's Kojima. Um, it is. It's just it's it's just funny. Like I mean, it. There's it something, but there's short. something. I don't know, but there's something that I'm just like. It, there's a hook to it. I don't know what it is. Like there I'm is. enjoying it. Like I'm like there this is cool. Hook. I gotta go, and maybe it's because you don't know what's at that destination or what's around the corner. What am I going to run into on this journey? And then am I going to stumble sideways? Yeah. I'm <laughs> down, fucking, down dude. I mean, it, it seems ridiculous, but like on one hand I look back and I go, fuck that. What a waste of my time that was. Right. Mm. And so it's the like same a 40 time, hour game. I don't know if it's got to be much longer. <laughs> I've also, but, I mean, and I haven't had anything spoiled for me, um, but all I've heard is that the last act is just like, just fucking, yeah, kicks up the I, high gear. I mean, you know, I got to a point there where, um, I didn't, I hadn't gotten the bike, I, I hadn't figured out how really, to start really building really bridges still. or doing any of that stuff. Um, I'd put up a few ropes and ladders mm-hmm. for other people and that, myself. And I think that's cool too, though, right? Like, I think that's a cool thing is that, like, you come across something, you, you mash some yeah. legs on it, right? Yeah, so, and I, I think that was actually, that was one of the things where I was surprised, like, because we didn't hear about this stuff. I mean, we'd heard just, like, a, a very kind of dismissive one-liner, oh, yeah, like, you know, there'll be, like, a asymmetrical multiplayer where there's ways you, know, you can help other people someone yeah, yeah you, someone might see your ladder to cross a ravine or something but nothing like this all of a sudden people are talking about yeah i i after a while i just built bridges over absolutely every difficult area and now my the entire world for me is just just paved right right <laughs> and people saying like you know oh i left this over there has anyone seen it yeah thanks whoever left that there is great and you know, just people like using the bridges around these problem areas, um, and that caught me off guard. And and then I'm thinking back, like there was a moment where I had to. It was the first time you come into like real combat, and I successfully combated these like two or three dudes, and I went into their camp and I noticed that they had a shit ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. in their locker right and i had to get it back to the base and if in real terms it was probably about three quarters of a mile maybe 
from where by foot from where i was up on a hill down the hill down the weirdness back across a plane into the base right right and i was like i'm gonna get overloaded with this shit and but i didn't want to leave anything so i literally i mean it was like i had a skyscraper on my back (laughs) and he was doing the whole like oh i can barely move like yeah and it was like it was like teetering left and right and he was walking at like, it, I don't know. It was like he'd move his foot forward every every one second, and he wouldn't move far. Like it took, I'm not lying. It to get back from there to the base, all the way down these hills and across these rivers and stuff with this massive fucking towering inferno on the back. It must have taken me about 25 to 30 minutes to make this trench. And I fucking did it. I was so, like, stubbornly, I'm fucking doing this shit. Right. Because, and I, I don't know what, what compelled me. I don't know what part of the game made this thing so important to me that I would sit there for such a ridiculous amount of time, slow walking this dude... Like down very very gentle slopes and and over small stones and across rivers, carefully balancing like this massive ridiculous comical like set of chest of drawers on my back. Right. I, Were they I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. From IKEA. From IKEA. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I did that, but then like, for some reason, it's like. I think the trouble with that game is that there's not enough there's not enough to it. I think that's probably the easiest way to say it. And yeah, there's prob- there's depth in what there is, but of what there is there needs to be more. Right. And there needs to be different. And and there might be some later on, but right now, I mean, and I've got maybe fifteen hours in, ten, fifteen hours in there. It's like I've not like turned it off after a couple of hours. Right. Um I've put some time in. Um I just didn't find what I was doing to be fun enough to warrant that thought process of, should I turn this on? Yeah, it might be weird, but there's going to be something. It's going to be worth it. And for some reason, like early on, that there's got to be, there's, it's worth it isn't there. Right. You know what I mean? Um, graphically, it's beautiful, but it's very samey. <clears throat> and... It's very easy to get fucked up and fall over and fall in a stream and lose all your shit. And it's easy to not equip the right stuff and leave. And then get halfway into your mission, get really invested and realize, I can't go on. I have no boots or, you know what I mean? And like have to cancel the whole thing and just walk back in shame and leave all your shit out there, right? Right. Like, it just... There's not enough juice in there to kind of compel that awkwardness like to compel me past that stuff i guess like i always go back to dark souls right dark souls dark souls 2 3 like they're punishingly hard they're brutal and i will like very often sink an hour to two hours into that game after a hard day's work and (laughs) you know die and lose all my souls right and essentially, if you lose the souls you just gathered in the last hour, that was an that was two hours completely wasted of your life, right? Right. You're not gonna you're not gonna be able to level up. You're not gonna be able to do anything useful. Everything you did, you lost, right? You're gonna be back where you started the day before, and you're gonna have nothing to show for it. And yet, 
it's compelling because the environments are absolutely beautiful. The sound is amazing. Like, the combat design is elegant. And there's always something completely crazy and new. You never quite know what you're going to see, but you know it's going to be beautiful. You know it's going to be well manicured. You know it's going to be, so, like, so visually articulate and beautiful. It's, it's totally worth it. Totally worth that waste of time. And I didn't get that with Death Stranding. Death Stranding seemed to be a lot of good ideas and just not enough cohesive game to tie them all together mm-hmm. to keep you engaged, keep me engaged anyway. Like, I love the whole idea of it. It seems so sinister, like in the trailers, the early trailers. Right. Everything about it just seems so fucking apocalyptically dire and sinister and terrible and dreadful. And yet, compare that to the majority of the gameplay you have. It's mostly just, I'm walking around getting rained on in hills. Might as well be in, like, uh, fucking uh, Cumbria. like Or, like, going, you know, I don't know. Like, just, I don't know. It's reminding me, like, walking up and down, like, hills with my dad when I was, like, five. Like, it was just, you know, hiking. It's like hiking game. Right. But, you know, with the added horse shit of I might lose my stuff and I feel completely like I'm too weak to fight the things I'm being I am having to walk through right I feel like it's um, a it's almost like a, a cornucopia of new ideas yes all kind of mashed into an experience kind of right like it's not you yeah. know it, it I wouldn't say it's challenging too much at a point right it's just more unforgiving you know, yeah. for certain things, or it, or it makes you, you know, things. But it just seems very like for as I many think interesting, like, I interesting think... things that are that it delivers. It just seems very one note. You know, it just seems like yeah. this is all there is. You know, yeah, and that's, that's like unfortunate. The, the building stuff and other people get to take advantage of it is really cool. Even there's even a small thing too. If you're in this in a in a same game instance as other people, and and they're nearby the location you are, and and you make uh, Norman Reedus go hello. And they hear it, they can say hello back, and you'll hear it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's kind of so cool. if you if you shout hello or if you hear a hello, that just means that there's somebody else nearby, and you can say hello, and they'll hear you say hello back. Right? It's just very small, has nothing to really yeah. <laughs> do with but like the neat, game. Though. But that's, that's kind of cool, right? It is. Um, I like asymmetric multiplayer stuff. I mean, I like the <laughs> idea of that. Even Dark Souls is the same. I don't, I don't know why I'm drawing so many comparisons because they're not similar at all. But you know, Dark Souls is the same. Like you're all running, you're all playing the game on various planes within the same space, right? Mm. And various circumstances will make you aware of those other people. Not necessarily all the time. Only certain circumstances will. But then it gives you a sense of, we're all doing this. This is fun, right? right? I'm not on my own. And it is good. I wish there was more variety to the building. Yeah. It seems like the the build... I mean, I could be wrong, because I didn't finish this. I didn't get very far. I'm I'm not even close to halfway at all. Not remotely close to halfway, it feels like. Um, but I think I got as far as... I'm about a quarter of the way across America, let's put it that way, uh, from the East Coast across. About mm-hmm. a quarter of the way. So I don't consider that to be much of the game at all. Excuse me, good Lord. Whew. But, like, I think... It's unfortunate because clearly Kojima shines when he has, uh, when there's the the vehicle for his ideas provides an excuse to inject some action, sure, into the game. 
which, I mean, that's which why, is I which is what I'm hearing like, is the the last act is it gets to that. It it, it almost, it almost right. makes you see, it seem like you you have to work to <laughs> to get to that, right? Um, that's definitely what it would be. It would be work. I mean, I would have to be forcing myself to kind of turn that on versus anything else and push through it. I gotta say, visually, it is it's a treat. I mean, as far as like the realism of the the moss and the water and the rocks and everything just looks stunning yeah it really does um did you did you mess around with the camera when you were kind of like at his like in his quarters like he's sitting down yep right like this is very always at the mirror making him do different things in the mirror and taking snapshots when he was doing that yeah so that's funny a lot of time doing that but when he's sitting at the bed right and then you just decide to like what you want to do yeah this is like the this is the the fish like he held the door for the cameraman yeah. kind of like, because so at some point he winks at you don't he well, there's a whole bunch of different things there's a bunch of different triggers to make him do things where it's like he's interacting a thousand percent so like over his left shoulder you know how there's like the little like toys or whatever yeah if i if i kind of zoom in an angle at them but i don't go in to examine them he yeah. kind of like he kind of leans into the into the cam- view of the camera. And yeah, just, and points at him. Points yeah, he goes, he goes go look like go look at those man. Yeah, like, he's like, hey, he's I'm like, getting in your face and look right behind me. They're right here. Yep. Yeah, that was very cool. If you I zoom like in to his bloody, gross feet, mm-hmm. like I did not do that. Like so, if you look at it, if if you just adjust the, because you know you can look and then you can zoom yeah. further. So if you just look at his gross feet, he starts kind of wiggling that foot, moving around, and if you <laughs> zoom into it, he lifts his foot up and then rips off a toenail. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's a good one. If you zoom into like just his face, he just like throws the finger right at the camera, like nice. or, or he'll, like pr- like throw a punch, right? Yeah. So like there's I mean, all this is these... classic Kojima too. This yeah, is brilliant stuff. Different, we all love this stuff. Different tells. Uh, have you seen the Have you seen the ad for his TV show on AMC on the on the toilet? No. Oh yes, yes I did. <laughs> when you go to use use a shower, that's a real whatever. show too. Yeah, isn't it? it's yeah. So they literally were advertising Norman Reedus' show on AMC. <laughs> As as a way as a way to censor his nudity when he's like going to the bathroom or taking a shower. Yeah, because it's around his way. Yeah, (laughs) it just says ride with AMC Sundays at nine. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I mean a lot of that stuff. It's like I just wish there was a better game around this stuff. Like, because it seems like walking is just like one part of a bigger idea, right? Yeah, I'd be interested Uh, to see where it brings right. So like. If anything, this is going to inspire other developers for certain things they think are cool. I hope so. I kind of think that Kojima is like off on his own, though. Yeah. It's like, if you see, like, you know, Kojima over here on this mountain doing Kojima shit, it, I don't think it's as... It's inspiring in so much as, hey, look what someone was able to do, and it's Kojima, so he's just going to Kojima off, right? I, I don't think it's going to inspire other people to do exactly what he did, but right. I think... If anything positive, what he does opens the door of possibility into like other kind of you know gameplay mechanics and types. No one else would be ballsy enough to go, yeah, it's a walking game, and I'm gonna make you have to worry about balancing left and right. Right. You know, like because that's just horse shit. Like, the, I mean, really, I'm not even put that game out. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, if if anyone else put that game out, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. It's like it's only because I mean, this is really a really shitty game design, but the Kojima elements raise it above, right? right? If it didn't have any of the Kojima trappings, this would just be a dude walking across the countryside with boxes on his back, and it would not have been compelling in any way. It 
it would have been like a you know summer bus or whatever it's called a desert bus like it just would have been guy walking right yeah unless you could as you build stuff it becomes automations and then it becomes factorio hey <laughs> third person there you way. go yeah just run <laughs> conveyor belts everywhere and everything's fine i mean i think if it started off with that like you got to walk these things very slowly. But then, like, if, if the bases you got to were different in any way, like, as in, like, obviously they look a bit different. They don't look that different. But, what I mean, you always go in, you go down the ramp, and you do the thing, you deliver the thing. And it's the same kind of animations every time. And then the guy that's fuzzy suddenly becomes, like, clear, and they give you more jobs and thank you and all that stuff, right? And the way you go and do the next thing. It's yeah. like, I think if if there was more variety in, like, the destination mechanics like and if you started that way but then you could if the environment was just a little bit more forgiving to where getting a bike wasn't such a complete ball ache like getting a bike in this game only helps you but so much like a lot of the time you're still having to kind of avoid the scenery right and you know building the bridges seems kludgy like they're curved bridges sometimes where you don't need them sometimes a curve isn't appropriate sometimes you need something curving going up or across a straight but it's always a kind of up and down kind of classic bridge curve right sure and it's like there's certain things where this just feels like it's a set of ideas that were glued together kojima sprinkled his kojima magic on it to kind of you know elevate it to triple a um and everyone's going, oh, man, this is great. This is, you know, so Kojima is crazy. But, I mean, ultimately, as far as, like, enjoyment goes, like sitting down with a video game, that, that this is this doesn't this doesn't answer that question. It doesn't solve this problem. This isn't, it's not, I, want, I like video games. I like to play them. Here comes Kojima with this game. That does not solve my problem. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> that kind of makes sense. Like, I'm going to play that because I feel compelled to. And because, you know, obviously the name and the the respects and everything that I have for, like, Metal Gear and everything else. But at the Metal end of the Gear. day... I, Metal Gear. I'm <laughs> um, At the end of the day, I just feel like it... There are great ideas and there are great execution of ideas. And this is just the first one. I think the execution was great for what it is. But what we have is a great example of one quarter of a video game. That's kind of, that's the way I look at it. It's like, this is the walking mechanics of a video game and the transporting mechanics and balancing, but this isn't a full video game. Right. This is like, if you had something that was more diverse, like a, like a Metal Gear where it had like all different kinds of... Uh, it oh, there it is! Um, if you had all these different things and walking was just the beginning or walking was one part or one mission type, then that would be different. But that's the whole deal. Getting boxes from A to B on your back, right? That's basically it. And not being able <laughs> so, to hide in those boxes. And no, can't hide in them. And then every and and the thing is, like, I think that the what do they call them, the BTS or whatever, and and this weird thing about the president being your your mom, but also you've got a sister that looks just like your mom did when she was younger, and then it's like it's the Oval Office, but it's like a, I mean, that's just Kojima. Like, he just went buck wild. And, you know, it's like they can recreate these videos on the table and yet they choose to do weird pokey animations on, like, Green Army Men. Like, it's just, there's just a lot of weirdness that kind of draws you away, but you go, oh, Kojima, you're crazy, doing these weird things. But, like, 
they don't serve anything. They don't serve the story because right. the story is pretty flat, really. I mean, I just wish there was more to it. I wish his first kind of foray away from Konami and Metal Gear was more flavorful and spicy. It just seems so vanilla. And it's, and it's weird to say that because there's so many ideas and so many unique mechanics and stuff. But at the end of the day, I th- when I think about Death Stranding, I think about kind of boring landscapes, boring gameplay, boring rewards. You know what I mean? And I don't want to feel that way, but that's kind of how I am. Yeah. I don't know. I guess to be determined if I ever uh, pick it back up again. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, same here, but I don't think I'm going to. Uh, that's the thing, though. I mean, right now, if you're thinking, okay, should I play that again? What goes through your head, right? <laughs> nope. What are the pros and cons of, like, just going downstairs and firing up Death Stranding? It's never going to be it's, it's never gonna be premeditated. It'll be, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to... Yeah, yeah f- there it is. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. It's not going to be me going, oh, man... Maybe when I go home from work, I'll play Death Stranding. <laughs> That's my point, though. There's there's nothing drawing you to it, right? Right. There's stuff normally in a game that'll draw you back, keep you coming back. But I just don't feel the the, the draw. There's, I think you know, you play through your head, you kind of project a little bit into the future. Okay, I'm holding the controller, I'm playing the game. What did I leave off? Okay, I was from starting. Oh fuck! I gotta walk up a fucking hill at the end, you yeah. know. And then I go and do something else. Right? Not, not to mention the barrier of when you haven't played a game for a while, and then you're like, wait, okay, so let me get my bearings. What what are the controls again? What's this menu yeah. system? And Kojima doesn't keep it yeah. simple. He doesn't. <laughs> there's, there's there's a lot of complexity there where there probably doesn't need to be. <laughs> he definitely overcomplicates the interface in that game. Definitely. Like and I don't really think and... they really convey well enough, thoroughly enough, what essential items you need for every trip. At some point, they go, oh, yeah, your, your boots might run out. You should probably take some more boots. And then, the, but there's such a, you know, a, a, like a, it's like you almost have to absorb, like, these things via osmosis. Right. You know what I mean? Like... And then it's like, do I need to take three steps? Do I need to like just dress my back in boots, or do I just have like one extra pair? How bad is it out there on shoes? You know, like it's it's just weird. And then certain things they only fit on your back lengthwise, and they're ridiculous. And other things can go on your legs and yeah. arms and or shit. You can hold and like them. Just, yeah, and you're like some kind of suitcase monster, just like walking around <laughs> with like arm suitcases and leg suitcases. It's like. None of this makes any sense, and I've not really been told what a good and bad idea is here. I've just been told you need to do this and get that there, and, and it's leaving me with all of these ridiculous options. All I know is that Norman Reedus brings in the groceries in one trip. Yeah, every time. <laughs> every time. And if I'm controlling him, it'll take him about half an hour, but he will bring them all. <laughs> doesn't matter what, yeah. how, how long it takes. It's the principle of the matter. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, that was that was I wasn't expecting to talk about Death Stranding, but we probably needed to talk about Death Stranding. Got it out of the way. We did, we did. Um, okay. That's all I got though. There's nothing else I've really been playing. I can't even think okay, of anything cool. else. Worth talking all about right. at this point. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, we did have a little bit of news. But I, I think we should probably. <sighs> this PS5 leaks, right? I, but I, I think we can wait on that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Because the leaks are leaks, some of it's true, some of it ain't true, but what I will say 
is the leaks that have been proven so far. It was the the leaks all started with 4chan. I, I, I'm not going to give enough news to kind of warrant the news jingle. I think we should keep the news jingle for when Fraser's back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, just suffice to say. 4chan, there's been some leaker that's been just dumping PS5 stuff all over 4chan. And I think PlayStation was like, oh, that's unreliable source, ignore it. But one of the things that the, the leak person did say was that, okay, so uh, uh, several different things. The PlayStation 5's new slogan, as well as the brand as a whole, is, quote, it's time to play. and Sony was like oh don't listen to that guy and then all of a sudden Sony PlayStation Europe's Twitter account starts using the moniker it's time to play all of a sudden so it's like oh well okay some of it's right (laughs) you know so clearly this person who's leaking wasn't leaking in a vacuum of nonsense true Um, so a couple of other things uh, what it looks like Potentially. Yeah, I like it's obviously it's not gonna look it's, like that, but it is a pretty tight device, isn't it? It's tight clean. little unit. Yeah. Yeah, and you could that really fits the, the, the Sony design with just like a, a crease, like a couple of tiers, like you got your grilled platform and then you've got like a thing stuck on the top of it, like another surface, and then the crease between those is where you slide the disc in, right? Just yeah. just like the PS4 kind of thing. PS4, I don't know where the off and on button is and the eject button still to this day. No, I have I, to feel around for him. Yep. Or well, even even still, hidden. I'll feel it. But I'm like, wait, is this the power of the eject? Yeah. Is that yeah exactly? Because you don't know which way. Yeah. Like, and I where where I have uh in the cabinet, like even if my lights are on, like it's in a like it's it's, it's shadowed over. So I'm like, right. I'm taking out my flashlight, and my phone, like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> is, this, is this the triangle or is this the circle? Right. Which one is this? Hmm. <laughs> so here we go. So. The, the big PlayStation meeting, as they call it, they did one for the PS4, if you recall, had that really cool, that's where they unveiled Jonathan Blow's The Witness uh, with that really cool song by the Medieval Babes. And then it's got, and it had like the people talking about dreams, you know, um, uh, Media Molecule talking about dreams and stuff. That was like a real big deal, you know. And then you have Mark Cerny come out and I could just listen to that guy talk about just anything, you know, uh, semiconductors for like 20 hours. So, so they're doing another one. It's on February the 5th. So it's just like, what, two weeks maybe? Yeah, February the about- 5th, 2020. Um, it's going to be held at the Sony Hall in New York City. Um, uh, at the PlayStation meeting, the console's design, the controller, the UI, the home screen, the specs, and features will all be revealed. It's going to be, The PS5 will be backwards compatible with all PS4 games. The PS5 will release worldwide in... October 2020, mm. which will probably beat out the Xbox because that's <clears throat> normally a November deal. Here's the thing, and I called this the Sony PS5. I didn't call the Sony part. Sony PS5 will cost 4.99 US dollars, which is a hundred dollars less than what I did call last week, which was the Xbox Series X will be 599. Hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Which means so, John's yeah, not PlayStation a Five X spe- at day one. <laughs> right. <laughs> PlayStation Five specs will be almost on par, classic, with the Xbox Series X, which will cost a hundred dollars more at launch. Pre-orders for the PS Five will go live after the event on February fifth. I'm there. 
Always do it. Always pre-order Amazon because they don't bill you straight away. Gran Turismo 7. MLB The Show. Demon Souls Remastered. Demon Souls Remastered. Godfall and Legends are some of the PS5 launch titles. And then the new slogan, it's time to play. So Interesting. We got that to look forward to. Um, yeah, so that's, that's coming up. That's, I just wanted to kind of mention that. Uh, but again, it's not news news. We'll talk about news, news when Fraser's back so we can have the news jingle. All right, I think that's it. That's all I got. You got anything else? Um, it was a quick show, but there's two of us. You know, yeah, quick, about it. quick and dirty without too much. Um, aside from video games, I did a little tabletop gaming. We had some friends over the other night. So some card mm-hmm. Cards Against Humanity, which is always a classic, fun, inappropriate thing to play when the kids are playing downstairs. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, yes. <laughs> And then uh, Exploding Kittens, which is really fun. I don't know if you've played Exploding Kittens before. I think I played it once. It's um, it's uh, by The Oatmeal. Uh, you may know his web it comics. Um, it's sort of like Uno, right? So right. The, the the difference is in in the deck, right? As you take turns drawing a card or putting a card down, right? Like you have action cards, or yep. the action cards you can you can skip a character. Yep. Uh, or um, a move or whatever, or um, you can uh, you know, obviously draw a card at that point. Um, when you draw the card, it may be an exploding kitten. If it is, uh, you blow up and you're out of the game. Um, but however, if you have a diffuse card, then you get to continue playing the game, which is pretty cool. So at that point, you put down the diffuse card, and then you get to sneak the exploding kitten back in the deck wherever you would like uh, and carry on. But some of the action cards are pretty cool. There's one where you can see the future, so you can actually look at the top three cards before you draw a card or decide what you want to do next. Um, So if you look at those top three and there is an exploding kitten in there, uh, especially if it is the next card on deck, um, you can then turn uh, turn on a card that's either, you know, passing your turn or uh, an action card that causes the next person... Uh, to draw two cards, um, you know, which is also a good move if you know it's the second card <laughs> underneath too. Um, the cool trick though is there's also another called card called the Nope card, and the uh, the Nope card nope will card. actually yeah the Nope card will actually um, if you play an action card, um, the Nope card actually prevents that from happening, which is pretty cool too. So pretty right. fun, pretty fun uh, game as you get going. Then they have some. Uh, some extra stuff you can do down the road, you know, once you get acclimated, where if you have, you know, two of a kind or a three of a kind, you can put down all of them and then, you know, uh, steal a card from a player, you know, yeah. and, and stuff like that too. But it's a good one. I remember like uh, we played it at a friend's house. They had a, they had a set. I can't remember. Like we were going to buy a set and based on the strength of that, we didn't buy it. But I can't remember what it was about the game that we were like, yeah, yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. But we did only play it once. I mean, I liked it. I liked it enough. And it is just a set of cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember why we didn't buy it. Might just need to pick it up anyway. It's only like, I mean, it's, it's, it's only like eleven ninety nine on. Yeah. It was on sale on Amazon for like eleven ninety nine. I think full price. I remember it being be like quick enough to like just just knock it out. You know it's funny too, and it's funny because we we were reading all the instructions, and everything. But once you once you start playing, like it's it, it just makes happens. Sense. Yeah. Oh, so here's a, this is not what I was going to talk about. So there's this again simple cards tabletop. Have you ever played Bonanza? B O H 
N-A-N-Z-A. Bonanza. Bone bones being German for beans. It's a game about beans. We just call it Bean Game. If you just do a search for Bean Game, it'll show up. So it's a card game, basically, and it all it is is um, the the deck of cards is just a series of different kinds of beans, um, and each player has an imaginary two bean fields on on the table in front of them, um, and you. It's like the 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 game mechanics kind of are, are are forced by way of you can't all order the you can't alter the order of cards in your hand. You have to play the top ones down, and, and that kind of thing. Basically, it's you have to plant beans in your bean field, all of the same type, and then uh, depending on the rarity of the bean type, there's coffee beans, stink beans, uh, green beans. Uh, uh, fire beans or something <laughs> all different kinds of ridiculous beans and the bean types have like they're all a bean beans. with like a eyes and mouth and stuff they're all characters and basically you um you have the, the the main part of the game is that you have to kind of barter with each other like as other people you'll end up with beans in your hand that you don't want you're not interested in they might have be valuable beans you might want to trade them with other people get them out of your hand like i said you can't trade you can't play your hand in any order other than the one the, the way it is you can't like go and okay i'm going to plant this one instead that's like three cards down in my hand you have to play the ones at the top so then it becomes a case of what do i have in my hand that's going to come up later and bite me in the ass uh, that might, you know, force me to tear up my my existing field to plant it because that's kind of res- constraints of the game. Maybe I need to sell this one earlier or barter it away. Anyway, it's a lot simpler than it sounds, but it's very easy to pick up and play. It's it's just fun. It's really fun. It's simple. It costs like eleven bucks, I think, and you can buy it. Uh, was it nineteen? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. So it's more. I, I searched on Amazon. Uh, it yeah. was not the first thing. It was the second thing that came up when I searched Bean Game. Okay. The first thing that came yep. up was a Sean Bean as Ned Stark Funko Pop. Fair enough. <laughs> now, is it, you know, really, is it Sean Bone or Sheen Bean? <laughs> right. yeah. I don't know. Because they're spelled the same. Anyway. Um, yeah, so check that out. Bonanza. It's fucking baller. What I want to talk, talk about for real was... Check it out. Uh, and I all mentioned right. this... Uh, yeah, all right. I mentioned this, I think, on the show like ages ago, that uh, there was a game on iOS that I used that I love, still love, um, called uh, Galactic Keep, and it's like mm-hmm. a board game, top-down kind of thing. It's like you know, you move counters around a board, and it's like an exploration thing. It looks, it has all of the aesthetic appeal of like uh, a like an old dusty kind of board game no brand weird kind of random board game that you might find in an attic or something or at the back of a corner shop in some old village you know <laughs> it was one of those it, but it's like you know something cool to get into it had all the aesthetics of that and what, what i did was i was like i reached out to the developer at one point that's it dude it's so good um i reached out to gilded skull who are the developers of it and i was like are you going to be making a board game? Because this basically, you could just print cardboard and you have your game, right? Because it's essentially the same thing. 
and they said something along the lines of, and this is maybe four years ago, something along the lines of, no, we don't have plans for that, but we are working on a board game with pretty much the same kind of thing. It's not going to be Galactic Keep, but it's going to be the same kind of universe, and it's going to be a board game. We're just working on, you know, prototypes, and if it's even feasible, that kind of thing. Kickstarters happened. I kept in touch. I backed it. Fast forward, blah, 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 blah. About four weeks ago, it showed up at the house. So it's called um, Dark Ventures. And it is basically Galactic Keep, like physical. Nice. In your hand. Um, it's one of those kind of, it's kind of like uh, Legend of Drizzt. Uh, those uh, uh, D&D uh, single play board games. Mm-hmm where you start with a tile in the middle. No one is a games master necessarily. It's like when it's your turn, you pull a land, like you pull a, tile, a floor tile up from like a, you know, shuffle deck and then you can't, the kind of, the the map builds itself. Right. Kind of, you know, dynamically. And then each, each kind of tile you lay down has like a mission step in it and stuff like that. There's like different quests and things. Um, I haven't played it fully yet. I've just been kind of, you know mentally kind of going through how to play it i haven't really had the chance to play it yet but looking forward to it that's going to be great um but yeah also if anyone's listening check that out it's called dark venture dark ventures um it's got the whole 80s thing down it's just so good also there's a there's an audio there's a soundtrack for the game and that was my idea oh yes i suggested hey the music for galactic keep is fucking baller and you should probably think about doing something like that. And they added it as a as a, a bonus Kickstarter kind of, what do they call it? Stretch goal? Um, yeah, stretch goal. Thank you. Uh, which they met and they did. And so that's available now on CD. It's also available on um, uh, Bandcamp as well. Nice. So, if you, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, Galactic Keep is three ninety nine on iOS. Dude. Buy it at three ninety nine. That is a steal. I've actually that already bought it apparently because I just have game. I just have the cloud with the down yeah. arrow, which means I've had check, it at one Check point. it out again. <laughs> when you fire it up, do yourself a favor. Just sit there and listen to that amazing music. Yeah. It just it's perfect for what that game is. It yeah, really I remember is. I remember enjoying it before. I was looking at the screenshots and I recall playing it. So it's yeah, a good one. it's so good. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's all. That's all I got. Nice. Um, I think that's that's all you got too, right? That's all I got too. Sounds like a show. Awesome. It sounds like a show. Let me make sure we're still recording. I am. Good. Just over an hour. That's perfect. Mine's not. I'm just kidding. Mine is. Oh, you (laughs) ass. Okay, good. All right. Remember that one episode we did? (laughs) (laughs) No one else does. Would the episode to end all podcasts? It was. It was the best one ever. Best one on the internet. (laughs) If it was recorded. If it was ever. Uh, Well, awesome. Thank you, everybody, as always. Uh, I'm sure at this point everyone knows, but... We have websites, gamepunchers.com. We do. We have a Twitter, at GamePunchersPod. I am yep. at John LaValley. I am at Chambango. And Fraser is at Fraser Moo. He and is. Fish is at the Jesus Fish. As well, for sure. As well, also. If you um, want to send us an email, it's podcast at gamepunchers.com. And yeah. uh, you can join the Slack conversation. It's tinyurl.com slash slackpunchers. Nice. That's tiny URL slash slack punchers. Um, I do want to mention real quick um, because we have obviously been asleep for a while and now we've just awoken. Cryogenic. Um, 
Yes. Um, it's our excuse. The, if folks listening, if you're enjoying it, please spread the word. We need the subscriber count to go back up. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just please don't rely on the power of our talent to, to get to get this uh, to, to get this on you know more people's pod podcatchers, but yeah, please spread the word and spread the love, and uh, we would love it so much if the show kind of got back to where it was. That would be wonderful. So yeah, thank you. Anyway, uh, we love. You. Oh, there's one Twitter that I wanted to read from last week, and it was it warmed all of my cockles so much. Here we go. This is uh, MS Rangers 999 from six days ago. See it? Yeah. It says, oh boy, hearing the three days, the three days, the three guys back together was a special moment for me. Reminded me of the good old days at Game Punchers Pod. Hashtag welcome back 2020. Thank you very much. This is the, that. It meant a lot to me. I mean, all the others did as well. But sometimes it's like. Yeah, that that was a good one because it was, it was our, it was our, it was. You know, over a year since all three of us were on on the microphones yeah. together. It was. Uh, it's was nice good. though, like because we obviously enjoy it. We enjoy each other's company, and we have fun doing this. But then when someone like out of the ether goes, "Hey, that was great," and I used to like it, and I still like it, it's great. Like that's that's good. That makes me feel. It good. feels good that people um, didn't delete the <laughs> podcast out of their. <laughs> Right. podcast app of choice but I think obviously some people have so please tell those people to resubscribe <laughs> right. <laughs> right. that would be great I mean okay, I know anyway. I would have <laughs> shit so what I did seriously um, anyway uh, yeah so we obviously we love you long time thank you very much for listening and until next time wizard wizard as soon as you are able <laughs>